Welcome to Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast with Charlotte Foster. This podcast is a weekly look at Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire through its culture, as the name suggests. But what is culture? Well, for me, culture is the everyday culture, the stuff you see going on around you all the time, the stuff that just happens. It is a community and it is the people. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I hope you are well. It is now 2021 and it feels like a strange year for so many reasons. But obviously back in 2017, when this podcast began, all our eyes were on the hope that Stoke-on-Trent might be crowned the UK City of Culture for 2021. And back in 2017, I don't think anybody had any clue that 2021 would look like it does. But we are where we are. We are here. And I think it's a good time to start celebrating our city, all of North Staffordshire, really, and and the people within it. That's you and indeed me. Actually, no, we don't need to celebrate me. We're celebrating you. And one of the things I'm really quite proud of is that I did my master's degree at Staffordshire University, my broadcast journalism degree. So my story my story in radio, my story in in what I do for podcasts began in Stoke-on-Trent. And that's why when last year, yes, it was last year, I was asked to be a judge for the Staffordshire University's Journalism Department's um, Future Journalist Awards, I was over the moon to be asked. It was such an honour and I loved it, had a great time. Um, and then the award today itself, sadly, was one of the first kind of uh, things that got cancelled because of coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. But it's back again this year. The Future Journalist Awards are back. Um, holding my hands up, the company that I run, Charlotte Foster Podcasts, is a sponsor for one of the awards. But let's not worry about that. That's just me being completely open and honest. You can take the girl out of the BBC. I'm not entirely sure you can take the BBC out of the girl entirely. Anyway, so I thought it'd be a really good idea to get two students who are part of the um, Future Journalist Awards at Staffordshire University to come on and talk a bit about the awards. So that's what I did. I spoke to Callum Boyle and Luke Mountaney. Now, they're both studying um, sports journalism at the university, so they're very clever at what they do. And they are part of the team. That's all students who organise this, which is just fantastic. And it's so brilliant and practical for, for what they're going to do in in the future. It's the whole journalism department. It's not just sports journalism. It's the whole journalism department getting involved. And like I said, that's the department I got my master's degree from just showing off that I have a master's degree. <laughs> well done me. The only reason I got a master's degree was because it was all practical. There's not very much uh, written work, not when I did it anyway. And you'll hear when that is in a minute. So I began the interview by asking Callum just to tell me a little bit more about the Future Journalist Awards. It is an award created by the university's journalism department. Uh, I think it was about five or six years ago they first uh, started this uh, award scheme and that uh, it's essentially to sort of inspire the next generation of young journalists in the Staffordshire area. But this year, uh, what with it being sort of more of an online based thing this year, given the way the world is, um, 
we've actually branched out and we're making this a, a nationwide thing this year. So hopefully we can get some more entries than ever before. Oh, that's quite exciting, it, making it nationwide. Mm. Just to sort of uh, offer full uh, accountability, full um, disclosure, I am a sponsor of one of the awards this year. Last year I was a judge as well. So I know a little bit about it. But to get it nationwide, that must be very exciting for you guys. Yeah, it's um, it's a nice change because obviously with the lockdowns and how things have been, we felt we weren't going to be able to, and it's turned out to be accurate, host a in-person awards, which is obviously disappointing because the whole event of it would have been a really nice thing for everyone that's taken part to feel like their work's really being showcased. But we've taken this and turned it into an opportunity to take it nationwide and expand because maybe there's people that wouldn't have been able to have been included in our more local-based original plans that now can send in their work and get their name and their abilities showcased out from ourselves. Yeah, and I'm an ex-journalist, uh, journalism student from Staffordshire as well. So there's a lot of um, alumni, but I was probably there before you guys were even born. So I got my master's in... 2003 2004 you're going to tell me you're about 12 months or something aren't you no about three four yeah okay i don't feel too bad but yeah that's when i was studying there so what's life like as a staffordshire university student doing the journalism degree uh it's it's interesting actually we've we've been very fortunate we've we've got a lot of lecturers who have had experience at very high levels have got some great contacts and we've had great chance Obviously, the, the course we do is a sports journalism course, so it's a bit more of a niche sort of style as opposed to maybe just doing journalism. But, you know, we, we've learned a lot from whether that being just doing a generic basic match report on football or sort of going out your comfort zone and sort of reporting on sort of horse racing, those sort of sports. And I think that's stood us in good stead for where we are at third year. You know, we've got a real state-of-the-art facilities the newsroom there's a, an exceptional piece of equipment we use that for news days we've been fortunate enough to use that this year sort of doing sort of radio and I think you get an experience for not just one type of journalism obviously a lot of people will probably look at journalism think it's just writing but it's not there's there's so many very podcasts and one of them you know and uh, I think we've learned a lot in the three years we've been there at least at least i have anyway i'm sure luke would agree yeah i think um the university offers us a lot especially on this course um as carol touched on there the newsroom and those sort of opportunities have been i think the standout area that i think the university has to really showcase why you it's a great place to go if this is what you want to get into because there is all the brilliant experience of writing and obviously before covid and everything we in first year we were going to football matches and you were giving them deadlines until like midnight to submit your match report and things like that and then as you develop your skills you learn about filming things editing things the radio side of everything using the radio equipment in the studios podcasting and i think having that freedom to not just inside the lectures use the equipment but outside for example myself I've done a podcast which has been using the university's facilities and I think that opportunity is really key because with journalism and how it's growing and becoming more 
creative and social media based if you can take advantage of the equipment on hand from the university and put out more and more content and build up that experience it just builds up your portfolio for when you finally leave the university and you go out there into the world of looking for a job and going back to the future journalist awards what are you looking for for from people who are who are entering is it is it a news type thing or could it be more opinion based or kind of documentary based what what were you hoping for i think it can be any of those as long as it's sort of we don't want it being sort of like a a story like a non-fiction tale whatever we, we, we want like a piece of journalism that you you feel good and that can go out to anything we're sports journalism students but it doesn't mean you just need to do sport if you find a story or you find something that you think is worth writing about creating a blog or even if you want to make a podcast on it yourself or if you want to go out and video it obviously the circumstances are in you've got to work around and I think that's that's what it, it will be down to as well how people adapt best because at the end of the day journalism doesn't stop and it hasn't stopped for what we're in and I, I think if, if you found something that you're passionate about and you think it's worth telling telling about that's what I would say yeah I, I'd completely agree with what Cal said there and, and we have different categories so there is like uh, the um, digital one so there is audio there's visual and then written so it provides opportunities for anyone so wherever your personal strengths and enjoyment lies you've got that opportunity and like we said it's not just sports based if you're passionate about anything you can produce a piece of news content on it for us and anything is welcome we'll just want to get as much in as we can to try and showcase what the people around the country that are looking to get into a possible future in journalism can do especially at such a young age I remember being at school and trying to set up a school newspaper and a school radio and all of that kind of thing. And I would love to have taken part in something like this as a as someone when I was at school. Do you what are you expecting the uh, the content to be? So what do you think people are, obviously I, I imagine there'll be some stuff based around COVID-19 or based about the pandemic, based about the different lockdowns. But do you think there might be stuff on the environment as well? Because that's obviously something that's really keen with young people, isn't it, at the moment? Well, in, in the in the past, we've actually had a few environment-based pieces submitted and, and they've done well because I think that's something that is quite easy for people to get behind because there's so much content out there and it's on such an important and constantly growing cause. Um, but obviously, with how things have been this year, I think we probably will expect quite a heavy amount of COVID-based stories either about it about how people have dealt with it about how things have coped under it because but i think they're important stories that do need to be told especially now and as, as uh, we've touched on the the age range goes down quite young and you mentioned there you would have loved to have done something and i'm the same i think especially now it's nationwide i didn't really know until i was probably really looking at university courses what i wanted to do that journalism was sort of like such a prominent like you can really go into a career of this and there's lots of avenues you can take so i think showcasing and displaying all the different opportunities to people of such a young age is very important and i think having opinions 
on such a massive issue as COVID-19 that's affected everyone will be really interesting to see if, say, someone from the youngest age group and the oldest age group produced pretty similar things. Their different experiences and takes on it from those age groups will be really, really interesting to get to examine. I think it's going to be a fascinating kind of archive of the of the year as well from across such a wide age range as, as you've just said. It's really kind of a, a good moment in time to be doing something like getting the document, you know, documenting it and seeing how it goes on from there. So if people are listening and interested in taking part, what do they need to know? Well, uh, we sort of have a range of age categories. So we have uh, sort of seven to 18 where Essentially, all the T's and C's and full details are on our blog website, which is Future Journalist Awards, Staff, Staff Uni Future Journalist Awards blog.co.uk. Um, sort of the young you are, sort of it sort of ranges from about 200 to about 650 words, roughly. Same with sort of video and audio times. And that we haven't been on previous campaigns, this awards, but we've seen work from previous years and we've seen that the standard is sort of very high. I think people, for, for the age range we have, pe- there's people producing seriously high quality pieces of work that are definitely university standard. And um, I think we're going to get that again. I think as well, what will make it more impressive, like we've touched, keep touching on, is it, in the midst of a global pandemic, how are you going to adapt and make that piece worthy of winning, basically? And then... Um, yeah, I think that I think if you are thinking, I, I don't know if this is for me. I think the the choices of categories and sort of the free range of if you think it's important, you can produce a piece of content about it. It's there for you, and I think if anyone's sort of worried about it, I mean, me and Luke would have both loved something like this when we were at school, and I think at the end of the day, you've just got to put yourself forward if you think it's worthy who knows you might win and it's a great little thing to have in the future as well if you're coming to look to apply for a uni or you just want to get your portfolio off and running what a great way to start it than winning the competition hosted by a university yeah absolutely and as like I say, I, I was a judge last year and I, I, I think I, I, I read stuff, I sort of, there was um, articles about someone's hobby, which was being fashion design. And I learned stuff from just reading that, that little article that that person had written. There was uh, someone talking about how much they loved Harry Potter, but talking about it in a really in-depth way. So it doesn't have to be kind of like hard news, does it? It can be about just something they're passionate about uh, in particular. I think that's the most important part. I mean, if, if at the end of the day, your passion always reflects in your work. I always think if you're not a, a fan of that thing, then it sometimes reflects, you won't want to produce, but if it's something that you really, really care about and you want to get your message out there and you can do it in a, in the right way, I think that tells in people's work. If you really care, you'll make a quality piece of work. And, and that, that's, that's what we want to see. But it, it, even if you're not sure, grab someone else's opinion you know, it's sort of, I always think journalism is a bit of trial and error, like sort of. You, I can you confirm. Write, <laughs> it is. <laughs> you, you write. And at the end of the day, like journalism is very opin- opinionated as well. Obviously, people have different views and different things, but don't let that stop you from giving it a go, basically. 
I think that's one of the key points. Give it a go with this sort of thing. Because there's not really, I, I, I think, if you've got even the slightest part of you that thinks, oh, maybe this is something I'd be interested in, there's no loss in giving it a go because you might give it a go and really find that this is something that you're truly passionate about and truly love. And as we, as we said, there's so much that you can do. We're not saying everyone has to sit down and write something out. If you're someone who loves like editing and filming things, produce that and it'll be loved. We'd love to have it. And it's the same. If you like speaking, if you want to get into podcasting, if anything like that, because obviously podcasting is such a growing industry, it's become massive. And I think with things like the lockdowns, it's so important to have things like that available for people because it's that connection that you sometimes can build up and feel. So providing these opportunities in whatever you feel is your strongest area, I think it's just a good opportunity for people. And if they just give it, if you give it a go, then who knows, it could lead somewhere really, really positive for you. So I've got to say a huge thank you to Callum and Luke for hopping on the call and chatting to me. And a huge thank you to them all for asking me to be part of the uh, Future Journalist Awards as well. It means a lot to me to be asked back to do these sorts of things. Uh, It's all good fun as well. And I am so excited for these awards because last year the, the talent that was coming through was just amazing. I think the children across Stoke-on-Trent were sending in brilliant stuff and I found it really hard to make a decision and I'm not a soft touch I promise you I'm not a soft touch nope you, 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 you. but it was really difficult and this year I'm really excited to hear what comes in across the country you've got until the 26th of February to get your awards in I will put a link to the website on that you need to do to get a bit more information if you want to get involved but if you know a child you might know a child if you've got children or you're involved in schools or anything like that. This is a great thing for them to do when we're in the middle of another lockdown. Maybe focus the mind on something else, a bit creative. And I know I would have loved this as a child because, yeah, it would have just been so much fun. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you can get involved in some way, shape or form. As always, I want to hear from you about what you're up to at the moment. What are you doing in Stoke-on-Trent? What are you doing in North Staffordshire? Let's tell the world how great we are. And it might not be our city of culture year, but we are a city of culture. Don't forget you can get in touch on Twitter. That's where I hang out the most. Send me a DM. My DMs are open. Just a nice DM, yeah? Not one of those DMs. A good one. You can get in touch at CQHPod is the handle on Twitter. Get in touch there and I want to hear what you are up to.